Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that helps you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. You've got this. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 171 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thank you so much for joining me today. All right, today we are going to be talking about foundations of weight loss. And I really believe if you want to successfully lose weight for good, be able to keep weight off, be able to problem solve whatever happens in your life, all the different stresses that might come up in the future, they have to have these good foundations. And this is where diets don't help. Diets don't teach you these foundations of weight loss. They just tell you what to eat. And that's why they don't last. So I'm going to be teaching you what the foundations are and how to start looking at them in your own life and developing them as a main focus point in your weight loss journey so that you have a weight loss journey built on a really solid foundation. Now, if you want a kickstart, you want some quick extra help with this, these are the sort of things that I teach you inside my weight loss kickstart course for physicians, which is a free short course, nice short videos, giving you the tools to get going, but based on these foundations, so that as you get going, you're going with good foundations that are actually going to last you. So head over to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash kickstart to get access to this free course. That's weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash kickstart. It's going to align really nicely with everything that I'm going to talk about today. So they go well together. All right. I do not feel good today, guys. <laughs> and so it's a Wednesday and I've been delaying doing this because I've had vertigo all week. And so today I have been particularly nauseated and it feels like the world's just subtly shifting on me pretty much all day long. <laughs> And so I've been like, oh, I need to record a podcast and I have it. So I'm recording it in the evening. My kids are supposed to be cleaning their rooms. Not sure if that's actually happening. <laughs> so I'm not sure if you'll hear some more thumping or that sort of stuff than what you usually do when I'm recording it. And if you do, I apologize. But hey, this is real life. It's getting done, right? All right. Let's talk about why foundations. Why am I talking to you about foundations? And think about this. You learn this as a kid, right? Did you ever do one of those science challenges at school where you had to build like a tower or a bridge out of using popsicle sticks or toothpicks or pasta, I think was one of them. What you learn in that, probably the first time you tried it, is you need the tallest tower. So you just build things and make it as long as possible. But what you learn is if you didn't have a good foundation, what happens? It doesn't stay up, right? It doesn't hold whatever weight it's supposed to hold, or maybe it doesn't stay up at all. And I think this is how we often approach our weight loss. We're asked, okay, what should I eat to lose weight? We've been taught, we've been misinformed that the answer to lasting weight loss is going to come in some diet. Somebody is going to tell us what to eat. Oh, just eat this. And we will have this light bulb moment in our heads and be like, oh, why, thank you. I never knew to eat that. Now all my weight problems are solved. 
And I say that jokingly, but we've been taught that. That's been embedded in us throughout our lives. So we look for it. Even if we know as physicians that diets don't work, we're still prone to looking for diets. And here's the trick, though, is we try the diets, which is like building a tower with no foundation, just trying to change everything that you're eating in one foul swoop to try to hopefully lose weight this time and hopefully avoid failure this time. And I'm saying it that way because these are the thoughts that most of us have when we're trying a new diet. And then when our tower falls down because we don't have a foundation, who do we blame? Do we blame the diet? Do we tell ourselves, oh, that just wasn't the right diet for me? No. (laughs) We beat ourselves up from here to yesterday, telling ourselves that I can't believe I couldn't do it. I should have been able to do it. That should have worked. And we assume the responsibility for the fact it didn't work. And yet here's the thing, that diet didn't teach you what you needed. So if you have been trying diets and you have not had success, that is because you have not had these skills. It's nothing going wrong with you. It's not for lack of trying. I think that is very, very important. If you have struggled with weight, if you have struggled with your eating, you have put in a massive amount of energy on trying to figure it out. Even if you haven't seen success in the scale, you have worked on this. I can guarantee that because I've worked with enough people who have had excess weight and had struggles with it. The weight issues are not for lack of trying. It's a skill gap, which is simple. These are skills we have not been taught when we've been raised with this traditional diet culture, this diet mentality that we've been raised in. It doesn't teach us these skills. These skills are not as easy as being handed a diet because they take some introspection. They take some practice. They take a little bit of figuring out and sometimes things not working and all of that is okay because it's these skills, these foundational skills that will ultimately get you to be able to follow any diet plan that you want, that you think is reasonable and you're going to be happy with, stick to it even during your busy weeks, even when you've been on call, lose the weight that you want, and then maintain it in a way that you feel confident. That is the importance of the foundations of weight loss. And that's why I really wanted to record this episode. Now our brains get in the way with this, guys, (laughs) because our brain, our thinking is so distorted on weight loss. That when you're working on these foundations, sometimes, especially if you have things like binge eating, sometimes when you're working on the foundation and you're really focused on stabilizing your eating, which I think is always the first step, you may not see weight loss right away. That's okay. That does not mean you're not being successful. In fact, you may be very successful as you're stabilizing your eating, which is one of the big steps in building a foundation to weight loss. It just might not be showing up on the scale yet. And the mistake we make is that we want to measure our success solely on the scale. So what I really encourage you when you're working on this stuff is if you catch your brain being like, well, this isn't working fast enough. It's not making changes fast enough. Recognize that these are not necessarily fast changes, but they're really powerful changes. And Question yourself and look at the times you have really wanted fast change where you have made drastic changes to your eating, followed a totally different diet, maybe saw weight loss quickly, but ask yourself, did it actually give you the long-term results you want? And if no, it probably was built without a good foundation. 
So let's do it differently this time. And this is honestly what I teach inside Stress Eating SOS. So steps to the foundation or the main parts of a foundation of weight loss are actually the pillars that I teach inside Stress Eating SOS. So if you have been there where you've tried different diets and they're just not working for you and you worry that nothing's going to work for you, then come join us in Stress Eating SOS because that's what I'm going to teach you is I'm going to start at the foundations. Start with really understanding your eating and build up from there to make sure that this time when you're losing weight, it's different. That's what we do inside Stress Eating SOS. Now, if you want to get on the wait list, because it's not open for registration right now, if you want to get on the wait list, head over to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash SOS. That's where you can find the wait list to add your name so that you're notified as soon as we're opening up the doors. Okay. So what I think about when I think about having a really good foundation, like I said, it's what will get you to your weight loss goals, but it's more than that. When you build a really good foundation to your weight loss, what that means is you can then, on top of this strong foundation, make choices. Like you can decide to follow a certain way of eating. Like say, if you decide you want to go low carb, you can do that, but doing it on a really solid foundation means you're far more likely to be successful with it, feel happy with the food choices you're making, and not feel restricted or deprived. Because all of those things, the feeling restricted and deprived, don't come from the actual food choices you're making. They're coming from your thoughts about the food choices and what you make it mean. So if you have a really good foundation as you start your weight loss, as you choose how you're going to eat, you're going to be far more likely to make food choices that feel empowered and that you enjoy and that work for your body and that help you lose weight. And so what it might look like is you have a good foundation and at times you kind of build towers on this foundation. So you focus more on weight loss and maybe you change your eating and you do cut out more stuff than what you normally do and lose weight that you're working on. And then other times you might be more just maintaining the foundation. And then at another time in your life, something may come up and you might need to use some other skills to problem solve, but you're starting from a very good foundation. You're going to be in a much better place to problem solve things like what's happened to a lot of physicians, the pandemic weight gain, right? A big stress such as a pandemic that came along threw a lot of people off their normal routines. It changed eating habits for a lot of people. It created weight gain and continues to do so as we're heading into our third year of it. And so if you have a good foundation of skills, that lets you problem solve big changes and stresses such as that. And the reality of being a human is there's going to be other big changes, maybe, hopefully not another pandemic, but there's going to be other changes in your life that you'll need to problem solve that might impact your eating for a short term, that might impact your weight, that you'll need to recognize and problem solve. And the better foundation you have, the more successful you're going to be. If you're solely dependent on diets, then when you're struggling, you're going to have to talk yourself into starting another diet and figure out how to stick to it. And that's not easy when the kind of driver of the weight gain and the eating is increased stress in your life. A diet doesn't fix and increase stress. It doesn't address why the eating is happening. Okay, so let's get to what are the foundational pillars. What are the places to learn about, the skills to develop, and the places to look in your own weight loss? And like I said, these are actually the pillars that I use inside Stress Eating SOS when I'm planning out the content inside that program. And so it lines up really well, but these are really the essential foundational skills you need to lose weight, to have peace around food, 
and to manage your weight for a long term without always feeling like you're hanging on for dear life with the diet, right? Because we don't want that. <laughs> okay. Number one is you have to understand why you eat when you eat and why you eat what you eat. And so what that means is you really need to understand with curiosity how your brain is approaching food, what your personal triggers for eating are, how your brain is thinking about different foods that might be leading you to eat them or avoid them, and really getting a good understanding of how your brain approaches food so that you can use it to your advantage. When you notice triggers, you can figure out alternative ways of managing them. If you notice that your brain's thinking a particular way about one food that makes it more desirable, you can decide if you want that in your life or if you want to shift which foods you're making desirable with your thoughts. Because again, the desirability of food or whether or not it feels restrictive to say no to a food or if you enjoy the healthy food that you're eating to lose weight, all of that comes from your thoughts. It doesn't come from the food itself. So you need to really understand yourself and your food. Now this, it sounds simple a little bit, but I think where we struggle with is we've gone through a life likely of layers of shame being added to how we eat when we feel like we're eating poorly or we're off the wagon or all those terms that we use in diet culture. There's a layer of shame that makes it so we don't actually look at the why. We feel like we shouldn't have done it. We try to avoid thinking about it. If we do think about it, it's just beating ourselves up. And so we don't have the opportunity to understand the why. Why did this happen? Why did that feel so compelling to eat that food in this place? And what happened afterwards? What impact did it have on me? All of the curiosity that you need to build this foundation, you have to let go of the shame. The shame blocks your ability to be curious and to learn from what's happening in your life. And then that keeps you on the cycle. It keeps you on the roller coaster of up and down with your weight, on and off diets, because you can't learn from what's happening if you're creating this wall of shame between you and what you've eaten or what's happened with your weight. That's easier said than done. I know for a lot of you thinking, letting go of shame around my weight, well, how do I do that? Well, it probably won't be an immediate thing, but you just keep working on it. The first step is recognizing that it doesn't actually do you any benefits. Really looking at it and go, does beating myself about my eating make it so that I eat healthier? And I would almost guarantee for everybody listening, that's not true. Beating yourself up about your eating may actually make you more likely to eat off plan or more likely to keep eating. So when you really recognize that it's not serving you, then you can start just noticing when it's coming up and reminding yourself, that doesn't help me. I'm not going to do that anymore. And it may feel like it takes a lot of having that conversation with yourself, but with time, it will get better. And then you get curious. You ask either like, okay, I'm not going to beat myself up about this, but I'm going to get curious. I'm going to try and learn from it. That's how you start to understand why you eat when you eat and why you eat what you eat. I think of this almost like an encyclopedia of knowledge. The bigger database you get, the more times you get curious about, okay, why was I eating this? And it was easy to say no to that food this time. Why was that? The more curious you get and you develop different pieces of data, it becomes this like richer foundation where you really, really understand yourself in food. And then when things happen and you do eat food that you hadn't planned, you'll probably catch it a lot faster and understand why it happened and be able to correct it at the foundation. Okay. 
Second one, second pillar is knowing how to manage your mind around food, food environments and cravings. So understanding how to manage cravings is a huge skill. And diets don't teach us that. You need to learn how to experience a craving without fighting it, without telling yourself that it's wrong that it's there. Because as soon as you start doing that, the intensity of the craving actually increases. You have to learn to experience cravings while believing that you actually can experience them without any harm. Because often food cravings have a feeling of kind of high stakes attached to them. It can feel scary to sit with a craving and not eat. I always think of it as this, you know, when you're disciplining your kids and you're doing the counting thing, one, two, don't make me get to three. You never actually tell them what might happen at three or I don't anymore. When they're younger, I think we did. But now I start counting and things happen. It's the fear of something bad happening with the something bad never being named that makes them hot to it. It's like that with food cravings where your brain's like, we need to just eat because something might bad might happen if we don't eat when we have a craving like this. That's what your brain's telling you. So one of the foundational skills is learning to stand there and learning to experience it and trusting yourself that you have the strength to do that, trusting yourself that nothing bad is going to happen, and then being able to apply that to different food environments so you don't have to fear any food environments. Think of when you're on a diet, how many different food places you fear, right? Like, oh no, I'm going out with friends. Uh Uh-oh, I'm really, I don't know what I'm going to do for eating. What if I overeat? What if I end up eating dessert? You know, all these things we come up with. When you're approaching it from a foundational level, what you're thinking is, okay, how do I want to handle this? With what I know about myself and my eating and my ability to experience cravings, what do I expect to happen during this situation in this food environment? How do I want to feel when I'm there? What do I need to think about it to feel that way? There's all different layers to it, but it's really, really powerful when you can be in any food environment and just not be bothered by the food that's there. I've talked about this before about movie theaters. You walk in and there's the smell of popcorn. I had to do a lot of work because for many years, I had this belief that if I went to a movie theater, I had no choice but to eat popcorn. And then I started questioning that. Like, why would I think that about myself? Of everything I do in my life, this is what I'm powerless in front of. I decided I didn't want to believe that about myself. So then I went to work showing myself that I can be in a movie theater, people can eat popcorn around me, and I can be completely unbothered by it. And that took a little bit of practice, but mainly it took managing my mind about what it meant to be in a movie theater and to smell popcorn and choose not to eat it. And that's this foundational skill of managing yourself in any food environment So you don't have to be afraid of food environments. You don't have to worry about your ability. You can trust yourself. That's huge when you start to trust yourself around food. Number three, the third pillar is learning to experience emotions without eating and developing other coping mechanisms. So if you've had eating issues for a lot of your life, like if you've had stress eating or binge eating for years, becomes like a one-note orchestra where your brain's like, this is the answer to everything. I'm tired, food. I'm stressed, food. I'm angry, food. I feel sad, food. Bored, food. Restless, food. (laughs) Celebrating, food. Happy, food. Your brain just uses it as the main coping mechanism in your life. And 
in order to manage your eating long term, where again, you're not using willpower, you're not fighting it all the time, you're just not being bothered by the food, you need to learn to experience those emotions. You need to, again, similar to the cravings, trust that they can't hurt you, that you don't have to be afraid of them, that they're normal part of being a human. And find other ways to help yourself with them. So if you're stressed, number one, food's not actually the answer, right? We've tried it enough times in our lives to know it doesn't last. So looking for coping strategies, looking for tools that actually work better, but that might take a little bit of practice to build. You might have to try multiple things. Some of them may not feel like they're helpful. Other ones, you might be like, oh, this could really work, but it's like building a muscle. You need to practice them for them to be feel as effective as eating because you've had so much practice with food being the answer. Okay, so those are the three pillars. Understand why you eat when you eat. So that's essentially being really curious and understanding your triggers around food inside and out. As much information as you can find out about your own brain and food is super helpful long-term. Number two, understanding how to manage cravings and manage your mind in all different food environments. So you don't have to fear going into any food situation. You can be confident and trust yourself that you can manage them. Number three, learning to experience emotions and learning alternative coping strategies that don't involve food. So those are, they're simple, but they do take practice. But here's the thing, they're so worth it. Because if you work here, and you develop these three foundational pillars, you've built yourself a really good foundation in your weight loss. And from here, from knowing why you eat what you eat, knowing why you eat when you eat, knowing how to manage yourself in different food environments, knowing how to manage any emotion life throws at you, that's when you can be like, okay, I'm going to eat low carb. I'm going to add in some intermittent fasting. You can modify what you're eating and use different tools to reach your weight loss goals and be so much more consistent. And most important piece, it'll feel so much better because you've addressed the foundational things. You're not fighting yourself in the process. You've created a foundation that's going to help move you forward in the food choices you're making instead of feeling like you're always having that internal tug of war. Like I said, this is what I teach inside Stress Eating SOS. If you join us in that program, you get guided through this. You get my help identifying the triggers and figuring out how to use these different tools to build the foundation, which is really powerful to have that support. So if you are a physician, I encourage you to get on the wait list, which is weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash SOS so that you're the first to know when we're opening up a group so you can start building these foundations with the best help out there. Okay, have a fantastic week, guys. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to leave a review wherever you listen to it. It really does help the podcast get found and consider sharing it with somebody you know that might benefit from it. There's a ton of information in this podcast. We've just passed the third anniversary of the podcast. So let's get it out there and share it with other physicians so that they get the benefit of changing their thinking around weight, changing their thinking around eating, and changing their thinking around a lot of other stuff in their life to make their lives better. Okay, have a fantastic week, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.